0: Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax.
1: I didn't hear all that, so I mean, I didn't, I mean, that's, I haven't heard all
2: that. Do you think it's fair if around your guys' schedule
3: for them to be able to use that field if the other field is deemed unsafe? I don't, don't, that's a, I
2: don't know where that's coming from. I'm not going to answer that, that's irrelevant.
4: Do you have Andy Reid's not having it. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Is my voice any better than yesterday? Yes. Nate's like, no, I can, <laughs> I can still hear you.
2: <laughs> a little,
4: yeah, it's a little
2: too much there yeah. for me. <laughs> it's getting better now. It's getting better. You're on the road to recovery, buddy.
4: Your arrow's pointing up. So this, uh, this guy, Will Compton, Ugh. and I get it. He does a popular podcast of Barstool Sports, and he's busting with the boys. <laughs> And look, I—I I, he's a Missouri guy who played football in Nebraska, you know, and then had a, had a NFL career where he bounced around. But he, was, he played for the Raiders. He hates the Chiefs. I don't know if he, he hates him as much as it appears, or it's just shtick. But he always, you know, he, he always has something negative to say about the Chiefs. He comes off like a dick, you know, at all times on Twitter. That's, but I, I assume that's just shtick. Uh, and so yesterday, Chiefs using the Raiders facilities while the 49ers were at UNLV is absolutely insane. And then someone quickly pointed out, was it insane when the Eagles practiced at the Cardinals facility and the Chiefs practiced at Arizona State last year? Was it insane when this happens every single year, dummy? A dumb, dumb. But uh, Nate and I are both uh, agree. It is fun. So we're... we're It's Tuesday, and we're losing track of how many things that the 49ers are bitching and complaining about. Let's bring in our man, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio. Uh, Joe, I I found on my timeline there was a, a nice NFL Films video of... Uh, the only time that Joe Montana faced off against the Forty ers and Steve Young, and that game was at Arrowhead in 1994, and I was lucky enough to go to it. I went to it with my friend the Cooch. Nate knows all about the Cooch. Oh yeah. Uh, and and we uh and and we sat in the end zone area where this this big hulking lineman by the name of Joe Valerio caught a touchdown pass in that game, and I forgot I forgot how crazy and how awesome and how exciting that game was. What do you remember about that touchdown catch when uh, And, and I, I didn't realize before the game, Steve Young and Joe Montana wouldn't acknowledge each other. There was a shot of Steve Bono going over and shaking hands with Steve Young. But Steve Young didn't want to go talk to Montana, and Montana didn't want to go talk to Steve Young. So there was some animosity there. But, but, but my hand, the sure-handed Joe Valerio snatched a touchdown pass from Montana in that big game.
0: Well, man, well good morning guys. Steven, you sound like you're going to be joining Joe Tooney on the uh, questionable list here for for Sunday. You to get your voice. Joe,
4: I I've, right been, I've been questionable. I have been questionable for the last <laughs> 25 years here, so trust me. We're used to uh, it.
0: Uh I love it. Oh no, but that but that game. Thanks for bringing that up, Steven, cuz that that really was, I mean, come on, what what a memory. You know, that to be a part of that game, an integral part of that game and the score you know that opening touchdown, and, and of course, you know you guys were right. You must have been right in the end zone near um, near Eric Stone Street because we we relived the whole memory about that because he's in the picture of me putting my arms up right before Keith Cash jumped into my arms. Wow. And uh, you, so Eric Stone Street and I have had a lot of fun. That actually that picture is hanging in his suite at Arrowhead. So every time we go to Arrowhead, we we go visit Eric. So shout out shout out to Eric for loving the linemen and uh, and loving the tackle eligible stuff. But uh, yeah, so. That was, you know, that 49ers team, contentious to say the least, right, between those two guys, uh, you know, and the way that it ended for Joe in with his time in, in, in San Francisco and, and the way that Steve Young came about it, it, it was all the drama. It, it just had all of it, right? I mean, two solid teams that didn't really see each other a lot. And then you, you couple in the whole, you know, Joe Montana, Steve Young thing. It, it, I mean, it's hard for me to even describe and put in the words what it meant to be a part of that game. And that's why I just, you know, when I scored that, when I just put my arms up in the air, because after I, I scored that first touchdown in, in 93 against the Raiders, my wife said, look, act like you've been there before, buddy. So that was that was playing in my head. You know, she's like, don't ever try to do that cabbage patch thing or whatever that was you did when you scored against the Raiders. She said, you're a lineman, man. Act like you've been there before. So that was the first thing I thought of. But yeah, really, really exciting day, September
4: eleventh, nineteen ninety four. Never forget it. Okay, Joe, let's uh, let's move on to this Super Bowl, and we were we played a clip. It was somewhat difficult to hear, but Andy Reid uh, was asked about this. Uh, I don't even want to call it a controversy, but uh, was he was asked if it's fair for San Francisco to practice, um, you know, at, at uh, UNLV with this soft field. That they're complaining about, while the Chiefs get to practice at the Raiders facility, and he was asked if you know, you know, why won't the Chiefs, you know, alter their schedule so they can both practice there? And Andy Reid was his, his his response was, "I don't even know where that's coming from. I'm not going to answer that. It's irrelevant. He hadn't heard any report that the Chiefs have been unwilling to change their schedule. Hey, look, last year, as we mentioned, the Chiefs had to practice at Arizona State." In the Eagles practiced uh you know at the Cardinals facility. That's that's how things are set up. The whoever the home team is declared in the Super Bowl, they get they, they get the home practice facility. It just appears to me after listening to now the the soft field. We don't like how soft the field is. Uh why won't the Chiefs alter their practice schedule? They, you know, the Bosa was asked about the Chiefs' offensive tackles. Oh, well, they hold a lot. You know, they really hold a lot. Jed York was asked what he th- remembers about the last Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Well, I remember I remember them holding Bosa on third down. It feels like they are coming armed and ready with excuse after excuse mm-hmm. in preparation for trying to explain away why they're going to get their asses kicked on Sunday. What well, are your yeah. thoughts, Well, they don't,
0: they don't call them the 40 winers for nothing. Um, <laughs> the and ah, yeah, and, and you know they they just they've got to get with it. I mean, come on, guys, listen. Teams don't even hit anymore, and you're going to complain about a soft field. Uh-oh. These guys haven't ta- these guys haven't tackled in practice probably since training camp, other than other than games. So come on, stop with stop with that stuff. It's it's not even it shouldn't even be on anybody's radar. I mean, the way that these teams practice during the week. And the preparation is all mental. It's all speed, and it's all you know, kind of like get yourself ready for the game mentally. That's to me, that just seems ridiculous. I mean, you know, now that's coming from a guy that we went 13 days of full pad, two a days in a row at training camp. So, and we and we would hit up until Thursday before games. I mean, full scrimmage, goal line. (laughs) So, you know, uh, I think I think guys who played in the 80s, 90s. And before that, and up until maybe even the early 2000s, really don't even want to hear that kind of stuff because, you know, just 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 practice, you know, just you know, do your thing and and come out and be prepared and play the game. It is what it is. You know, everybody could make excuses and you know, it, it, look, and I do get it, right? You, you you want to make sure that things are as as even as possible. But that's, you know, that's the, the card they're dealt and the cards are dealt. and just, just, just go out and practice and, and don't don't make pre excuses for crying out loud. Right. You don't even you don't even know yet. Maybe it'll be an advantage, you know, being on a softer field and, you know, less wear and tear. But he comes in fresh legs. I mean, who, who knows? Right.
4: So to, to see how different the Chiefs are approaching things. And this got me excited last night. And Nate. Jake, Joe, you tell me if this is nothing, but I loved it. James Palmer from NFL Network tweeted out, The Chiefs practiced in pads today, in the rain, outside. They haven't had a padded practice in a long time, but players really wanted it. It was planned last week, and certain stuff was held to be worked through today. So while the 49ers are bitching and complaining about their facility and their their soft field, the Chiefs are telling Andy Reid, the players, hey, we want to practice in pads. We want to practice outside in the rain. I love it. Joe, what about you?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how you get ready for football games, right? You gotta, you have to simulate as much as you can. Um, and, and you've got to, you know, practice, you know, makes permanent, right? Practice doesn't make perfect. It makes permanent. And the things that you do in practice are what's going to be translated out on the field. And, you know, putting the pads on and catching the ball with pads, uh, you know, grabbing the shoulders, you know, if you're trying to do a pass rush or you're trying to shuck a receiver or you're trying to, you know, jam jam a receiver, you're trying to, you know, shuck a a defensive back as a receiver. Like, you can only do that stuff when you're in pads. There's a a feel to it. So I, I appreciate that. I mean, it's not like I'm sure they're not, you know, going full goal line scrimmage live tackling, you know, at this point, which I, I wouldn't expect, you know, considering the way things have changed in the NFL. But just the fact that, that and Andy has them out simulating as close as they can to what it's going to be like at game time and the players wanted to do it. I mean, that's just the buy-in that this team has for Andy's leadership and is, is amazing. And, and that's the culture that is the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a team just chock full of culture, buy-in, you know, Andy listens to the guys, he, he rolls them into the playbook, you know, he molds the playbook around them. He doesn't mold the, the you know, he doesn't mold them around the playbook. So I, I just think the way that this team is run is the reason why they're, you know, playing in four of the last, you know, five Super Bowls and, and they've really just found their found their groove as it as it relates to culture and chemistry. So I think it's awesome. I, I, I would I would have appreciated it you know having been through a long season and only putting the pads on on Sundays i'd appreciate getting ready for a game that way
2: so on the flip side the 49ers complaining about the field being soft maybe somebody's soft i whoa, mean, whoa. I mean yeah. <laughs> what 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 do you make like steven pointed out the the griping about a holding penalty that they didn't get from the last super bowl it just—it almost seems like they're—they're they're listing up the excuses before the game even starts. That—that that sounds crazy to me. But I mean, what do you make of all the—I mean—the complaining about the field and and complaining about holding before the game even happens and all that.
0: Nate, I think there's—I think there's something in in the subconscious, maybe even at the front of mind in their conscious mind. I think there's something the 49ers are fearing about this game as as a team as a city, and I think most people who who will be watching this game uh, and taking a real interest in it are thinking that, you know, the Chiefs are going to win this game. And I think it's, I think it's permeated the psyche of the 49ers, and I think they're just starting to list things now because that's human nature, right? Human nature is just put it out there now so that when it happens, you have something to fall back on and – and, you know, kind of you know, rely on that to kind of make yourself feel better about a team right now that's peaking, right, and the Chiefs. I think they're fearing the chemistry. I hate to overuse those terms, but I think they're fearing the chemistry and culture and the championship DNA of this team right now because I think all of the pressure is on the 49ers. Look, I I absolutely believe the Chiefs are going to win this game, but from a must-win perspective, let's, let's be honest and be objective, like, this is like a must win for the 49ers organization, right? They've hit – I don't know how much better that team can get, right? I mean, you know, you look at their offense, and on paper, you know, it's, it's it's star-studded, right? And, you know, they've got a good defense, solid defense. I mean, this is about as good, given what John Lynch as the GM has been able to do and, and Kyle Shanahan has been able to do as the head coach-GM combo. Like, this is it for them. And I think they're fearful of that, in that they're playing a Chiefs team that, like, they're not. You know, let's let's be honest. I'm just going to be totally objective. I love this team, and I love this team because of their grit and their determination, and the fact that they are peaking with a team that's not as talented as some of some of the teams that they put on the field in the past. But that's what makes them more special, and that's what makes you love them even more. And I think that I think the 49ers are fearing that that they're at their peak their ultimate peak. It's kind of like it reminded me of the Bills game. This is, this reminds me a lot of the Bills game because I think going into the Bills-Chiefs playoff game, I think the Bills were the hottest team in the NFL. And I'm saying that completely objectively. Like I think they were so hot at that point. Um, but they knew going into that game that they, they were at their absolute best. That was it for them. And they knew that the Chiefs weren't. And if the Chiefs show up and play the game that they can play – they will win this game even without being at their best. Injuries, you know, not having maybe the ultimate receiving core that they want, you know, based on the, the, the youngness of the receiving core and some of the ups and downs they've had. Again, some of the injuries. So, again, long answer, short question. I, I think it comes down to the fact that this is it for the 49ers and they're feeling
4: that pressure. They're feeling it a lot. Okay, Joe, um, offensive line play is always important. Um but I think I think specifically in this game when I look at two of the key matchups, if if the 49ers can't get to Mahomes and Bosa can't get to Mahomes, then I think Mahomes is going to shred the secondary. I just they 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 have to Bosa has to be a game record, and that might not be enough because then he can beat you with his legs. But I just think if they don't put pressure on him, Mahomes is going to shred the secondary. And then on the other side, I've seen the 49ers have trouble picking up the blitz against the Packers and against the Lions. And And the difference is... I think the Chiefs are better at blitzing. I think Spags is better at disguising his blitzes as being more creative. And then, if they do hurry him or rush him, the Chiefs' secondary is way better than the Packers or the Lions. And so if they can't protect Brock Purdy, I think they're in big trouble. And so as a former offensive lineman, tell me about those two storylines because I think ultimately that will tell the tale of who wins this game.
0: No, I mean, look, it, you know, it's as cliché as it gets. I've got two clichés for you, right, which are as cliché as they get. Games are won up front, and this Super Bowl is going to be won up front. I mean, granted, there there's some studs out there, right? When you look at the way that uh, offensively, you know, like what the 49ers have and, and Christian McCaffrey and, you know, this Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy magic that he's bringing to the table and, you Debo Samuel and like, there's there's some really really magical players on the 49ers offense, and then obviously we've got Patrick and Travis, and I think we've got Rasheed Rice peaking. Isaiah Pacheco runs as hard as it gets. I mean there's there's a lot to watch in in this what I would call the specialty positions. I always hated that as an offensive lineman. They call them the specialty. Whoa whoa what about us? What about us? <laughs> so. But, but anyway, but seriously, though, with all that said, this game is literally going to be one up front, and you nailed it, Steven. I mean, it really is. It's going to be a matter of who can protect their quarterback better. And, and I think the, the Chiefs' defense is exponentially better than the 49ers' offense. I might, all in all, to be, let's be objective, right, I, I, when you look on paper and you look at the talent, the Forty Niners taking maybe even but see you got the you got the Patrick magic that that Brock Purdy we're not we haven't really seen that yet yeah people call him unflappable but has he has he ever seen a Steve Spagnola Super Bowl amped up defense where he's had two weeks to game plan for this absolutely not and just like you said they they've struggled with that kind of. Uh, issue against other other teams that have solid defensive coordinators and solid defensive game plans. So the Chiefs' defense is so much better and better prepared for this game that it is going to outweigh any advantage that the 49ers might have on offense over the Chiefs, barring m- magical Patrick, right, and what Travis and Patrick could do on a big stage. So that's where I think you're right. This game is going to be won. What's the pressure? that they're going to put on Purdy and how they can get to him. And, come on, I, I give him a lot of credit for being Mr. Irrelevant, guiding this team to where he has, and everybody says he's unflappable and all that stuff. But, man, he he's, he's he hasn't been on this stage yet, and it's going to be electric. And I'm telling you, this defense is going to be amped up. I mean, I was going back and forth with, with some folks on Twitter about, you know, what this defense reminds me of. And, boy, it, it really is starting to look like that 1993 – Defense that we had, that we went to the AFC Championship with, you know, with Derek and Neil and four, you know, All-Pro, you know, players everywhere. Uh, You know, I just, I just feel like it's, it's, um, that's going to be the big difference. So, er, buckle up, watch what happens up front early on and how fast they can shake Brock Purdy. Because guess what? As much as Bosa, maybe Bosa does get to Patrick a little bit. But is he going to get shaken? No, he's absolutely not. He's been here before. He's he's going he's to be ready for this game. They're going to be ready to adjust to whatever they do and push protection and protect Patrick from, from Bosa. They're, the Chiefs are going to be much more prepared for this game. And they're going to throw so much at, at Brock Purdy, I don't literally think he's, he's going to know what to do. And, and like you said, they give Patrick some time it's over it's going, it's going to be it's going to be a horse race for for the chiefs
2: okay so i, I think uh, we have a pretty good sense of who you're picking what's the uh, what's the final score going to be let's get your official prediction here joe
0: yeah i think it'd be look it's a big stage I, I mean yes is it a defensive battle yeah i mean you know that i mean oh the other cliche i didn't throw out there was you know offense wins games defense wins championships right i think we're i think we're there for this game but i also think that Given the stage, given these two offenses, given you know what defenses are going to do uh, to try to stop each quarterback, I still think there's going to be an, there's going to be uh, sort of an ability and a time for these offenses to take charge and score points. I don't think it's going to be like a San Diego Chargers Air Coriel, you know 1970s you know 50 point route by the Chiefs, but I think the Chiefs are going to score 31 points in this game. I think they're going to you know. You know, be be very disciplined and get that touchdown a, a quarter, and get that field goal where they need it. You know, to uh, the, you know maybe end end of the half or something like that, put a field goal up. You know, if they have to drive or something. So I think it's going to be thirty-one for the Chiefs, and I think the 49ers are going to score twenty-one. I really do feel like it's going to be a ten-point win for the Chiefs. I just have a feeling that the Chiefs are peaking right now, and that Coach Spagnuolo it's all going to be on Spags, and that's going to be the advantage. The, the Chiefs defense, as good as the offense is. I think the defense is going to win this game, and it's going to give the Chiefs' offense a chance to score a lot of points. Field position, advantages, things like that. And I think it's it's 31-21, uh, to 21.
4: Chiefs. You're the man, Joe Valerio. We'll talk to you next week.
0: All right, guys. Feel better, Steven.
4: Thank you, sir. That is uh, that is Joe Valerio. You know what? I feel good. My voice just sounds uh, uh, like crap. But how is that any different than uh, any other day? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Also, once again, programming alert because Kansas lost to Kansas State last night, and due to an on air bet that uh, Nate made with Shane Summers, he is not allowed to mention the word soccer or talk about soccer at all for the rest of the week. How excited are you about Messi coming to Arrowhead?
2: No comment. Yeah.
4: Yeah. No you, comment. Yeah. Oh, you're shaking right now You want to say something But you can't <laughs> You jerk No, I'm not I'm just making You know what? I'm making you mentally tough Back after this on WHP Let me tell you something When this show is a-rockin' Don't come and knockin Does that mean? That means Todd Lebo's here Yeah Todd, you want to send any more text messages While I'm trying to sleep And get ready for the show?
5: Dude, I, I apologize for anything that happened last mm-hmm. night. The text messages. Don't back down, Todd. You're doing your job. On. Just
4: be honest. Were you, you drinking? I
5: no. Don't back. Not down. A drop, buddy. Mm-hmm.
4: Text me at one. All in the I wanted to do. All I wanted to do was go to bed. Last my night. wife. My wife was like, like, Who's texting you so late? I said, "Oh, this this guy named Todd." This, is this guy, Damn Todd. Lebo. Yeah.
5: I don't better. like this time change stuff, especially don't like it because uh, what it's five thirty here. So yeah. Hey, good morning. <laughs> good morning to this.
3: Good morning to this. So, set, but it's seven
4: thirty in my mind. Right. So. Can you say what you're saying or no?
5: So oh, we're in the Luxor. That's the media hotel. Oh really? Is, is that, that the
0: one the big Doritos? Yeah. Fit? Is it a big
5: Dorito? Well, it's a pyramid, but it's got Doritos written on it now.
4: Yeah. No, but it was like
0: look yeah. like a big Dorito. Once <laughs> I made of it a,
5: a Dorito chip. Yeah, it's got it's got a big Dorito ad on one side facing the Strip, but it's it's supposed to be a, like a great pyramid, you know, from Egypt. Yeah, so ancient. How awesome!
4: At least twenty five years. How awesome is it? Is is this sphere to see in person?
5: Well, we've just seen it from a little ways away, but you could see it. I mean, it was glowing. It's going to be something to see. Getting closer to it, it's a little further north where we were yesterday. We have not done much exploring of Las Vegas. It was like hit the ground. Get the bags, check in, get the radio row credentials, get the opening day, blah blah. Because while all that stuff happened at seven o'clock last night, that was five here. You know, we got to circle for about thirty extra minutes because apparently the president was in Vegas, mm. and then the, when the president was leaving Vegas, they didn't let anyone land because you know it's a big deal, and uh, mm. you know, so it's great. Look so at the we picture. got a little, little behind on that.
4: Look at the picture I used to promote your appearance on X. Tell me if you approve. It's not a birthday peek. I almost did. I almost sent one. I used a professional one.
5: That was four years ago, by the way. So what? Uh, Let me see here.
4: Notifications. Just in, oh, yeah, in case people, in case didn't know which one you were.
2: Hey, I like the look on Todd's face right. there too. He looks, he's really look, looking at Patrick Mahomes, like, yeah, yeah. Tell me more. I'm interested in what it you actually have to say. Looks like
5: I'm looking behind him uh, yeah. to see
4: who else is coming. You look and engaged. So not, yeah. Okay, so um, that was a, uh,
5: oh. that was the ring ceremony party.
4: Yeah. How many things have the 49ers bitched about so far?
5: <laughs> well, the field is one, right? Uh, I just, I after the, the the Chiefs were done yesterday, with we luckily the Chiefs were first at opening night. I was like uh, at my wits end. I'm like I'm not waiting around an hour and a half to hear these guys complain. So we left and we went back and watched Kansas lose to Kansas State. It was what, wild.
4: What's your uh, immediate reaction to that, please?
5: That one, I was shocked. I mean, I'm absolutely shocked. This this league is insane. Uh, Winning on the road is harder than I thought it would be. I oh. thought there would be a couple of uh, layups in some places. Now, Manhattan was not going to be a layup anywhere, but they've really been struggling. It looked like Kansas kind of maybe right of the ship, but no. Nope. You put the Jayhawks on the road, it's not going to be easy for them. Until they come to Norman later, it'll probably be a, a snap, but, you know, that's just that. But They're one and four away from Big win for K-State. Well, you're damn right it wasn't. And, and it's, not like it's, it's not like it's all
4: been tough places. I mean, they went to UCF and West Virginia. So, all right. So this is, uh, you're going to help us out here. Uh, PJ green tweeted this out and then, uh, Harold Koontz. Uh, I like Harold very much from, uh, you don't like PJ. I like PJ a lot too. He tweeted out and Harold, uh, followed up with a tweet. Uh, this is, this is an interview that was conducted on NFL Network with uh, Kadarius Tony, and Harold Kuhn said, "I listened to this whole thing twice, and I still don't understand what to make of this. And honestly, I don't think anyone does. And so let's, as a family, let's sit here and listen to what Kadarius Tony. I think this was with Michael Robinson, I think, on NFL Network. Let's all sit and see what we could take away from this very fine interview with Kadarius Tony last night on NFL Network."
1: Second of all, you know I got to keep it funky with you, dog. You know what I'm saying? You went live. You know what I'm saying? What was the point of that? You know what I mean? Was that you trying to get your your version of the events out? Just
4: kind of talk us through that process. Yeah, it, yeah. It kind of started that, but I, in the process, of that I get interrupted, so it got like a mixed message behind. It, I guess you could say. And then a lot of footage got chopped up in the release, so it made it like I was attacking the one I love the most, like I made in the post. And I was saying I was referring to. Uh, i never attacked the Chiefs, never said anything about the Chiefs who I was referring to was the Giants fans or well as the people that in my comment, you know what I'm saying, my comment box, not even on my live recording, so you wouldn't even know they were there. But I was referring to them, which I shouldn't have. I, I just wanted to go out there. I feel like, how you say, get my message across as far as my injury, but I shouldn't have did that at the end of the day. Um, I'm a man, and the day I can accept uh, my mistakes just like I accept my wins, you know, but um, I'm just moving past it right now. You know, we're here now. We're just trying to, you know, win. To clear everything up. Well, I yeah. talked
5: to Kadarius Tony on <laughs> my own damn stuff, and I didn't understand what he was telling me either. So, can we play yours? He did have some very, very nice uh, uh, black slippers on. Uh, well, go yeah, ahead. You can play it if you want to. I don't. I don't understand. They, they were just. They didn't have. A, they didn't. They didn't have a label on them. They looked fuzzy. Looked very comfortable. I like that. It's, I don't understand. I don't understand Kadarius Tony. What do you mean? In many ways. In many ways. I don't, I don't know. You just you played some of it. You can play what I sent back if you want. I don't understand it. At I'd, very lo- I, I'd, I'd maybe, love I get, to. Maybe
2: we'll get some more clarity if we hear your conversation.
4: Is it the one well, posted on the 810 Twitter not. account? Yeah, that one. That's okay. the that same uh, one. So Jake, we, I just said that to you. You saw that? I just. I mean, you, you, you're, you right now, you're our connection. Let connection.
5: Let me set the okay. stage. Please. Okay. I'm going to set the stage. You guys have all seen this on TV. Some of you, well, Stephen, I know you've been to an opening night. Yes, I have. It's it's insane. Okay, Riders. so they had this thing set up with all these podiums, and there was a big pit in the middle of it where they had that stage. They took pictures, and they ran everyone in there. They took a picture, and then they were like, we did. They didn't like tell you where the players were going to be. They had some chairs set up on one of the stadium, so we were kind of hanging out there, and then they 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 corralled them all out this other way. So then, you know, a few people I wanted to talk to. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk to Kadarius Tony. You know, I wanted to talk to maybe some of the assistant coaches. I was looking around for him. Couldn't find him. It's a zoo, hey, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Eventually, there's like three minutes left, and I find him, yeah. and, and he's talking to – there's a kid from Nickelodeon who's probably a rich kid who makes millions of dollars, so I don't know who he is. Right. He's like eight years old. <laughs> and if you see this on Nickelodeon, you will see – an interview with this kid. But what you won't see on Nickelodeon is every time the kid asks a question, he looks up at this dude across the way, like I'm looking with Patrick Mahomes there in that picture you sent. And the guy says, ask him what it was like to play in Europe. And the kid looks at me goes, hey, man, tell me what it was like to play in Europe. Well, that's good. It's just like, I'm like, what is my life? So then there's this <laughs> dude, I don't know where he's from. He's got a... A blue windbreaker on, and he's got a Florida Gators sticker on the back of his phone. Okay. And he's there's this Chiefs PR guy there, and he keeps showing the sticker. Hey, can I get a minute with Kadarius? And the guy's like, yeah, anyone can get a minute mm-hmm. with anyone. That's what this is. So then this guy wants to do a selfie interview. So he's got his uh-huh. arm around Kadarius with his Florida Gators phone, and I'm waiting to ask him a question. Did they talk about 4th and 17 against Missouri around. when a chance... No, they right. talked about, right. he, at first he said, and I, get, I I can't imagine if this guy's going to post this anywhere, but if he does, you got to find it. He says, you know, it was crazy you made your decision uh, as a free agent to come to Kansas City, and that just blew Kadarius' mind because, as we all know, he wasn't a free agent. He was traded, and, and Kadarius like, free agent? And it was like he confused Kadarius. <laughs> just like, oh, my God, will you please stop this <laughs> selfie interview so I can ask him? about Instagram Live. Anyway, that's how, <laughs> that if, and then finally, I got like a minute to go, and that's when I finally got a couple seconds with Kadarius, and I was trying to do video and audio, and, and I couldn't really hear him, and I could see his eyes through his sunglasses. I want to hear know, it. his, his kind of like big eyes, so you can play this thing, Jake, and uh, put that with everything else, you know, and then tell me if you know what Kadarius Tony says. You had some stuff on IG. Has that all been cleared up? Can you tell us kind of what happened about that?
1: Uh, ain't really much that's, that's not being talked about already. But, uh, a lot of perspective, uh, nothing to really say.
5: And everything's say good with the team and you and the injury reports yeah. and whatever. You're all good. Everything's good standing.
4: Yeah, we're men. We we're not to talk. Yeah.
5: So, tell me a little bit about the prep for the Niners and what do you guys think about their defense and what are the biggest keys for y'all? Uh,
4: under the, great, the, the defense is pretty great. You know, they got a lot of players, uh, a lot of plays to be made, and uh, right now we just prepare with a mindset right now.
5: What's the attitude been like? You guys got out here, you got a lot of work done last week, getting a game plan in. As uh, focused as you remember,
4: Matt, from last year? Yeah, thanks, yeah. It's the same, yeah. It's pretty much determined. The They're mad. they know how to talk dummy. me. It? Why didn't you ask him about you the comments box?
5: Well, I didn't the, know. The comments box. box. Well, he had the, but he had clearly already talked about this once to the guy on NFL Network, and he's like, "It's already out there, you know." So I didn't know that that had been said eight minutes before. So, comment uh, box, you know. I didn't know about the comments box. That's where you you uh, you write something down, and you put it in at like uh, you know Schlotsky's and say, he had a comment box." Hey, right? Is that what that is,
4: Todd? Why yeah. didn't like when you asked him about the IG, you know, mishap? Say, boy, sounds like you really dropped the ball on that one, Kadarius. But- <laughs> you want to go viral tonight, Todd? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what else do you have to
5: play for is Todd? Well, let's play a little Nick Allegretti. That's my you guy. Know, he's, he's, he's a was, beast. You like Nick Allegretti. I sure do. And, uh, he's having a great time. We'll see. Joe Tooney was at, at media day. I mean, I, I think it's still a stretch for Joe Tooney to play. We've got a lot of injury stuff that will kind of maybe get sorted out, but it maybe won't be till Sunday, right? There's going to be some looking at it, it, inactives, and actives on Sunday for sure with some of these guys on injury. But Nick Allegretti is certainly happy to be a chief and be back in the Super Bowl. I know that much. What's this last like month been like for you? I know you were super emotional on the field after the game the other day. Absolutely. You probably calmed down a little bit, yeah. but still, you this your career with the Chiefs has been insane. Yeah. The number times you guys have made it here. It's really,
3: I mean, it, it's hard to really understand to fully grasp it i try my best to live in the moment and enjoy this stuff but it four super bowls in five years is it's, it's hard to fathom it really is uh, it makes sense watching this organization and understanding the talents that we have and the leadership that we have up top but i mean it's been it's been a pleasure to be a part of this organization um and yeah definitely emotional last week because it, it, it definitely doesn't get old it's it is hard to win in this football league contrary to what a lot of people believe like ah the Chiefs have been four and five years it is hard every single time um and yeah I mean uh this year's a little bit different I'll be honest last year we were you know having my wife was having the twins and that was a super emotional week and this week I I was leaving and nobody's pregnant now nobody yeah, no No. babies on the way my daughter's turned one Monday um and they were crawling around the floor as I was leaving and just the, the night and day difference of my life, leaving last year, leaving this year—it's been pretty cool to see. And
5: you wanted to be on this team again, right? I mean, you stayed Absolutely. here and you, you got the start last week because Joe got hurt. And you're ready when called on. Coach Reed said everyone thinks of you as a starter the way you are in the meetings and all that. What's that mean when Coach says stuff like that about you? Yeah, it means a lot. I,
3: you know, I try my best to conduct myself, you know, as a starter because every week I'm backing up three positions and you never know—it's one play away at any point. Uh, so I really, you know, try my best to prepare every single week and to hear that that's how coach Reed and I know, you know knowing a lot of my teammates look at me that way it means a lot, uh, what, means a lot.
5: what's the uh, biggest challenge with this niners team that you guys got in your prep in
3: i think they're just an incredibly talented team they've got a lot of good players all over the board um and yeah they're gonna play hard they're gonna play fast uh they've got a they've had a lot of guys together for a couple of years and i think that's a really important having that camaraderie so it's gonna be
5: a tough challenge
4: Nice job, Todd. You got ready
5: last night at uh, opening night. I like that. He's a good guy. Later on, we're going to play.
4: Uh, Mark Bo Richter wants us to play your uh, interview with McCall Hardman. He uh, requested that, so we'll do that. Also, Todd, I don't know if you saw this. uh, Bobby Wood Jr. signed an extension with the Royals. So spread the word out there. Right. That's only
5: million uh, dollars million. We'll have that press conference for you at 10. You like it's, what a yeah. wild, what gonna a th- wild day, man. Jeez, we're going to throw a it. Bowl. That's going on.
4: We're going to throw right to it, and we're going to listen to the whole press conference. And uh, I'm going to feel very, uh, I don't know, he, ar- he said aroused. He's he,
2: he's, invest- he's emotionally invested. Yeah. You're investing a lot
4: of emotions in this. I'm, I'm opening my heart to Where Bobby Wood is- Jr. because now I know he won't break it. <laughs>
5: Thank you, Todd. you can go uh, buy your jersey. There you go, because he's going to be here.
4: You know what, Todd? You're going to be here, too, and we appreciate you. Thank you for all your hard work, and we look forward to chatting uh, with you again and listening to you all day long right here on 810, my
5: man. All right, guys. That is, uh,
4: that is Todd Lebo working his tail to the bone always on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We uh, will predominantly be talking about the Chiefs, but we have a couple of minutes here, and let's recap the biggest story yesterday (laughs) on a day that K State beats KU in overtime on Big Monday, and the Chiefs are meeting with the media for opening night of the Super Bowl. Uh, to get ready for their fourth Super Bowl in five years, the Royals signed Bobby Witt Jr. to a long-term extension. Press conference today at 10 a.m. You listen to it right here on Sports Radio 810, WH beer. Uh, WHB. WHB. that's said WHB. Yeah, I need a yeah, beer right now. need slip. Um, I need to. dude. Uh, here is ESPN's Jeff Passan talking about Bobby Witt Jr. staying with the Kansas City Royals long term.
1: It's really the magnitude of this deal that is illustrative of just how far Kansas City went to get Bobby Witt Jr. locked up. 11 years, a longer contract than they've ever done. $288 million guaranteed, three and a half times the highest that they had paid a player. And potentially up to $377 million, which would be the third largest contract in baseball history. All this from a market the size of Kansas City, one of the smallest in all of North American professional sports. But here's the rub. The Royals are trying to get a new stadium built, and there's a vote in April, and coming off of a 56-106 and 106 season, it's not exactly the sort of things that the citizens of town are going to look at and say, well, where's our return on investment? Well, there it is. It's with Bobby Witt, a guy who had 30 home runs, 49 stolen bases last year, and is considered, Kevin, one of the best players in baseball at just 23 years old. Yes, yes, yes,
4: my yes, God, yes, yes, music to my ears. Congratulations to the Royals. Congratulations to Bobby Wood Jr. Hey, congratulations to the fans because uh, the Royals have a superstar MVP candidate on their hands at 23 years old who will be in the conversation to be the best player in baseball for years to come, and he ain't going nowhere. No more talk about leaving a free agency. No more talk about having to trade him only talk about uh, what the Royals will put around him in hopes of chasing a championship press conference at 10 a.m. today, and you can listen to it all right here on Sports Radio 810 WHP.